Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Joining me once again is Random Stats Guy. Rando, what is doing, brother? Mate, I'm doing perfectly well, mate. The Cowboys are flying. We're a fifth on the ladder. I cannot be any happier. Um, great uh, great week of footy again. Um, a bit more blowouts than last anticipated, especially that last game, but still a few upsets here and there that we love to see, especially that Dragons-Roosters game, which I was fortunate enough to attend in person. So that was great to see. Mate, you must be getting pretty excited about your Cowboys just quietly. They're, uh, they're looking more and more like the real deal to me. Yeah, and you know what? It was tactical for me at the start of the season to have them as my wooden spooners, just so I could only be happier from where they'd finish from here on in. Mate, here's everyone complimenting Todd Payton. They, they should have come to you. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll take the praises later on, I guess. Best in the business. Now, mate, I was uh, I was thinking the other day, I always ask you at the end of the podcast, uh, where can people find you? I always compliment you at the end. So I thought we'd take the opportunity. If people that have been listening last few weeks, if they haven't made it, made it to the end of the podcast, where can they find Random Stats Guy, mate? Mate, we're on Facebook and Instagram. We also got a little potty going on with uh, Natty as well, your good mate from Weekly Rubdown called Chase Your Losses. So you can find us on Spotify there where we run through our tips, um, our best bets for the week. Um, and those are my pipes at the moment. Mate, uh, wasn't a bad week for Chase Your Losses, just quietly. You know what's really funny is that Natty was sick with the man flu. So we actually didn't even run the podcast. And so we're basically going off it from there on. So maybe that's the maybe that's the key. Maybe we just don't do the podcast and just put our tips out on the day. You sure you weren't writing your bets uh, at the end of the games? Um, I'm not going to comment on that at the moment, please. <laughs> no, I'm no more comments on that. <laughs> Chestnut checkers. But as I said, guys, uh, I always compliment Rando at the very end. Uh, and I know obviously a, a lot of people don't listen to podcasts all the way through because there's so much content coming out, but I've got him on here for a reason. Very best in the business at what he does. So make sure you jump on all the socials and follow him. Uh, you'll think some of the stuff is completely fucking useless, but good God, you'll be glad that you know it. That's why we've got him the obscure stuff we want to know about. And of course, Every week, mate, you come up with a team of the week. Uh, I think I got about 14 out of 17 last week. Did very well. I had a look at this week's, and I'm very nervous because there was a lot of big blowout games, uh, a lot of just absolute superstar performances. So it's going to be interesting to see how I go. Fullback, I went Ryan Pappenhausen. Am I one from one? 
Yeah, absolutely. Safe as houses for Pappy. He's got two tries, three try assists. Um, some really good fullbacks this round. Teddy as well, that we'll get into later on about his numbers, um, running 300 metres plus on the weekend. Um, but Pappy, last game of the round, just absolutely blitzed it for the Melbourne Storm, and he's my fullback. Mate, one of my wingers, surely Xavier Coates is one of them, scoring four metres. And I actually went with the other Storm, uh, Melbourne Storm winger as well, Nick Meaney. How did I go? You got Xavier Coates, obviously 200 run metres on top of those four metres. Uh, my other one was the Fox, Josh Adokar. I thought he had a really good game um, against the Broncos as well. Of course, he scored two tries and was also running for 171 metres, taking 19 carries of those. Mate, in the centres, uh, I think Sifatalakai picked himself at half time. I know that he'll be a lock in there. My other one was Stephen Crichton from the Penrith Panthers. Who did you have? Absolutely the same too. Crichton, obviously a hat trick for the Panthers and uh, Sifatalakai. You mentioned it in the bloke in the pod, bloke in the bar podcast as well about how basically I came to you and said, mate, Talakai's already blitzed the best score I've ever had on this. Um, stats formula in the first half and um he only actually scored 14 points statistical points in the second half as well but just plenty to uh win the not only the player of the week but also um center position fuck it was an incredible half tough to watch if you're a manly fan good god uh five eight mate i went with the melbourne storm juggernaut cam munster who did you have Yep, same with me. Um, Cam Munster, another three try assists on top of that. Can you believe that Pappy, Munster, and Hughes all had three tries assists each? You just wouldn't read about it. Unbelievable, um, especially the 13 tries that nine of them were created. Off the back of them, Munster also had seven tackle breaks on top of that. So just an incredible performance from Melbourne. If I said to you, you know, this franchise has existed for, what, 20 Five years almost, 24 years or something like that. And the fullback at three out of the four spine plays had three tries in the game. And it wasn't when the big three was playing. You'd just be bowled over, wouldn't you? It's this franchise yeah. is just incredible what they do. Unbelievable. And when you tell me that the, the, the franchise in a place where it's not a rugby league oh. heartland, they all play AFL and all they care about is AFL. It's absolutely unbelievable what this, what this team and franchise has been able to do in those 25 years. And to make it even more impressive, as you said, uh, this franchise, it's its in a rugby league desert, essentially. The fullback was a New South Welshman. The six was a Queenslander. The seven was a Kiwi. Just unbelievable what they've managed to do, pulling all these guys together. Crazy. Mate, the seven, I feel like you tried to lure me into a trap there with Jerome Hughes. I've gone Nathan Cleary. How did we go? Uh, Nathan Cleary caught my bench spot. Um, <sighs> he played really well, but I had Adam Reynolds on top of him only because... He scored a try, and I think he set up two tries on top of that on as well. So it was uh, – sorry, three tries, sorry, for Adam Reynolds. Um, so that's why he uh, ticks the boxes uh, for that one. I also got a lot of people calling me on saying, why is Ben Hunting on your team? Mm. A very good question. He played really well um, against uh, the Roosters. I think that the try assists and also the try for Adam Reynolds with Nathan Cleary, he also had three try involvements on top of that compared to Ben Hunt, who did set up the two tries for the Dragons, but not enough there. He also missed six tackles um, on top of that Ben Hunt, which obviously you guys mentioned as well in your podcast. They weren't important tackles, but all the same, they do deduct points um, on my statistical system. 
Mate, I'm pretty pissed off. I went Adam Reynolds in my team of the week and then got a little bit rattled by the boys' responses the other day. And then I thought, oh, your system, surely the other guys will get on top. So uh, lesson learnt there for me. But, <laughs> fuck, what a week for halfbacks to think that Cleary and Hughes aren't there after their performances. Fucking incredible. Let's move to the front rowers, mate. Um, I went Payne Haas and I went Francis Molo. Who did you have? you got to lock in Payne Haas pretty much every week now. He's playing really well. My next front row pick was really out of left field. He's from the Raiders. Joseph Tarpanay, I really liked. Scored a try, um, 11 runs as well, 38 tackles. Um, he was um, the statistical best for all front rowers, but Francis Molo was the next best player on that pick. But he didn't get a bench spot, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. I mean, it, it must be a pretty hot field, that, uh, that, that bench this week. Yeah, absolutely. Some really uh, just mainly second rowers who just fill that spot really in the end. Yeah, right. Uh, let's move to hooker. I went with Harry Grant from the Melbourne Storm. Who did you have? I had Reed Marnie from uh, the Parramatta Eels, of course. Um, I thought he was absolutely superb. Um, obviously set up two tries uh, and pretty hard to beat. 58 run meters as well from six carries. So that average uh, meters per run would also uh, bring him up and 37 tackles on top of that. Mate, my second rowers, I went Isaiah Papali'i and Colum and Tungy. I'm reasonably confident here. Who did you have? The exact same. I couldn't split them. They were absolutely perfect. Uh, another great performance from Isaiah Papali'i. Easily the statistical standout uh, this season. Mate, lock forward. Uh, I think I've picked him every single week, and I don't apologize for it at all. Isaiah Yo, who did you have? Yes, I had his AAO again for the second week in a row. Um, obviously, 126 metres, uh, sorry, 19 carries, and obviously that try as well, helping him uh, lift into that lock position just above Cam Murray. I swear to God, every week it's one point separating those two players. Incredible. And, unfortunately, and it's going to be so good at the Daily M Awards when they call out lock of the year because that is the tightest contest right now. It's it's just un, it's unbelievable. Every single week, it just goes down to the wire between those two. So impressive, and same position, but such different footballers at the same time. Uh, just yeah. crazy, mate. My my bench. I fucking I'm th- throwing darts in the fucking dark here. I've got no idea how this is going to go. I had Drinkwater, Munster. I had Hylam Lukey, and I think I had Josh McGuire as well. I'm confident that I'm going to miss on the vast majority of those. How did how, how did I go? So I had Nathan Cleary as my playmaker 14 spot. Then I had Viliami Kikau, Sean Lane, and Satili Tupanua filling oh, Satili, up my bench. Of course, yeah. So um, those were my main ones there. Um, funnily enough, I think Kikau, um, Lane, and Tupanua are all try scorers. And then Nathan Cleary, as I mentioned, had that those three tries just as well. How did uh, – how did um... – who did I say? Oh, sorry. I had Munster at 5 eight, didn't I? I, didn't, I forgot to change that one. Anyway, how did um, – I was going to ask about Drinkwater. How, how did he score on yours? He was actually second in the fullback ranks. He was my man in the wow. match against the Titans again, um, but he just missed out. Um, another one of those players who was unlucky because of Pappenhausen as well because he was going to get that that top spot. Mate, I went – how did I go there? I went 10 from 17. I think that's probably my worst performance, which is uh, demoralising as I think I'm getting more and more used to your system. So I'll be hoping for a big bounce back next week. Let's get into some of your stats uh, from last weekend, mate. The first one uh, comes from the Manly v. Sharks game. What do you got for me? 
So the first one is basically about first halves and the Sharks now have kept the opposition scores at home for the third straight game in a row. Um, obviously, they were up 32-0 against Manly. That was their highest halftime score at Shark Park since 2005, which was also against Manly when they led 38-0 on route to a club record 68-6 victory. So 17 years apart, same opposition. Um, unfortunately, they didn't kick on and absolutely pulverise Manly to the ground. They um, they pulled up stump pretty early, but yeah, some demoralising scorelines there. The most impressive, though, is keeping a team scoreless um, in the first half of the last three games for the West, for the Cronulla Sharks. Now, mate, I could be wrong, but that game in 2004, Five, I believe that's the one that's remembered for uh, John Hopawade's flying elbow on Keith Galloway's. Is that the one? I think that was at Manly, but I think it was the same year. Same so year, was I'll it? give you that one. Okay, I'm taking it anyway, regardless. <laughs> uh, mate, the Broncos and the Bulldogs. Jeez, the Broncos, they stacked on some points in the second half, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. A 28-point second half, which is the most points they've scored in a game since round 22-2017 against the Gold Coast Titans, where they went on to beat them 54 points to nil. They also scored 28 points. Um, oh, sorry, they put 38 points on in that second half. They also went to score 28 points in that Manly game in 2018, uh, the week before they got absolutely pounded by the Dragons in the qualifying final that most Broncos fans forget. Um, but that was the last time they scored 28 points. So really back to their best. I know there's been some rumours of discontent with uh, Kevy around the area, which I think is absolutely crazy considering they're actually winning games now. But, um, yeah, some crazy numbers there from the Broncos. Now, mate, can the Broncos expect a Christmas card from Trent Barrett this year or what? Oh, I reckon so. Um, I mean, Trent Barrett's uh, record in general um, is absolutely woeful. He's only won four wins. He's only had four wins in 30 games with the Bulldogs. Now, there's only one other coach in the Bulldogs history that's had that bad a record, and that was Ed Courtney, who, for Doggies fans who remember that far back, was the 1935 year where the Dogs lost to East and St. George on back-to-back weeks. 91 to 6 to St. George, which is a rugby league record for the biggest loss in history, um, followed by an 87 to 6 humiliation against Eats the following week. So um, he's in terrible company down there. And, mate, I think it should also be noted when you think about those records, I'm pretty sure tries are worth three points then as well. Why you got to bring that up? Why you got to? Why Ed Courtney <laughs> can't defend himself? He's not here to defend himself, and you got to bring that up. <laughs> Just let the man rest. Let's move to the Cowboys and the Titans. And uh, the first one you've got for me here, I'm not really a big fan of drink water and hammer. It's been a pretty hot topic this week. What do you got for me? Yeah, and this is what I've been thinking over a lot as well. And I'm a huge Scott Drinkwater fan. But one interesting fact that I saw that um, when Drinkwater has been playing fullback. With the Cowboys, they've only averaged 14 points compared to Hammer, who's played only four games less um, in that position. And the Cowboys have averaged 18 points. I think that's just probably based on the halves, because when you look at try involvements, Hammer has averaged eight try involvements in those 15 games where Drinky has 15 try involvements in 19 games. And it's a good headache for Todd Payton to have, but it's going to be really interesting when Hammer's fit and firing, which way he's going to go there? Because obviously the points are being scored when Hammer's at fullback, um, but Scotty Drinkwater is killing it with his try involvements and being involved in every play possible for the Cowboys as well. How do you see it going, Guru? Uh, I see it going Drinkwater. I think it has to be. I think you can put Hammer elsewhere in this back line, and I think he can be as effective. But 
that's where it gets difficult, mate. All of your backs are playing out of their skin. So there's no one in that team that deserves a tap on the shoulder. Personally, I think as long as they keep winning, I'm not sure if I can bring Hammer back into this side. What what on earth would you do? It's really tough as well because you've got the acceleration of Hammer and it's so easy for me to say, let's play Hammer at wing or centre because I loved how Drinkwater and Hammer used to connect with the crossfield kick very spontaneous or throw it out wide, giving him space early. But as you said, really good point that who do you drop? You can't drop Holmes and um, Hiku. They're playing really well. Felt and Taolongi are holding their wings really well. If this was last year, you could almost point at almost Felt who who played Origin that year as well that could be dropped. But like there's no one there for the Cowboys to be dropped. It kind of almost, the script is that Drinkwater goes into that 14 position because as you mentioned, they're playing forefront rowers off the bench. They've got no excitement um, coming off that bench. So maybe maybe it is 14 destined for Scott Drinkwater, but I think he's definitely played himself into that position compared to the start of the year. Mate, if I'm playing the Cowboys and Drinkwater isn't in the one jersey, I'm stoked. I, I just I just think it's – I always think with my teams, you pick the team that your opposition wouldn't want to face. And for me, the last thing I want to deal with is a Scott Drinkwater who can kick, pass, step, run, whereas Hammer – He's just one. He's 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 very quick. There's no doubt about that, but he's very one dimensional. I said it a few weeks ago. If Hammer and Drinkwater were the same pace, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. It's I I just think it's it's a little bit backwards. But um, one thing I won't be betting on is what Todd Payton does. I've learned that lesson on a number of occasions, so I'm going to give that one a skip, uh, mate. The Tigers and the Rabbitohs. The Tigers have come back from the dead. Two games on the trot against two. Top eight teams, potentially two top four teams. Uh, what, what do you got for me here? It's almost back to the glory years um, when they were making the finals for the Tigers. The last time they won back-to-back games by one point was back in 2012. And funnily enough for the Tigers, uh, that they beat Parra in one of those games back then in those two-game wins. So uh, a little bit of eerie stuff there. Not as good as my Hastings one last week, but... Um, Another eerie fact there about our one-point victories for the Tigers. I was having a look during the during the weekend, and uh, I, I didn't go too deep on it. I was just having a quick look because I thought, uh, I wonder how many wooden spoon teams have won two games in a row during the year. I thought surely there won't be many of them, and I had a look through. It's actually funny how many teams have won two games in a row in the first 10 weeks and have still gone on to win the wooden spoon. Um, I only went about 10 years back, and there was, it was about four to six teams that had actually done it, so... This week's going to be a really big one for the Tigers. If they can get the job done and go three in a row, I did notice that no team has won three in a row and gone on to win the wooden spoon. So uh, a little interesting one there. Sorry to do your job for you. Uh, pick your game <laughs> I'm, up. I'm redundant. <laughs> uh, the Penrith Panthers absolutely put the Canberra Raiders six foot under in the last 30 minutes the other night. Um, pretty crazy. And you've got some on the Panthers defense, which – in my opinion, I think in most people's opinion, is probably the best in the competition at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the best in the competition. And I was sitting down with uh, my girlfriend's family, who are mad Penrith Panthers fans, and I told them at the start of the game, I said, I got this stat. Um, I, I didn't have time to post it at the time. And I was like, you know that the six games that the Panthers have played, the, ra- the opposition team has only scored six points exactly. And they told me, oh, no way. And lo and behold, the Raiders get held to six points, and that's the seventh game in a row this season to start the season um, that the Panthers have kept their opposition team to exactly six points at half time. Will it be eight weeks in a row? I don't know, but 
If you're a betting man, I reckon just say halftime score for the Titans. They hit six points exactly, and you could be onto something. Hey, uh, did uh, Ed Courtney get a start at the uh, in- in-laws dinner table or what? No, no, not at all, not at all. You know, I let him rest in peace, mate, unlike you. <laughs> You'd have to pick and choose very carefully which ones you're throwing up at the dinner table. I love that. Head yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mate, let's get into the two Anzac Day games. Two, oh, one cracking game, another um, almost funeral. Uh, the Roosters and the Dragons. James Tedesco, um, copping a lot of slack at the moment and copping it left, right and centre at the moment. Teddy, people are calling for him to lose his Blues jersey. Uh, I think we're forgetting the sort of pedigree that Teddy has and what he's done in the past and how he's always performed on the big stages. Sort of flew under the radar on the weekend, but he had a pretty big performance, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He was an absolute star for the Roosters, as he has been statistically throughout this year, but a lot of people only see um, performances and wins for the Roosters, so... That's when they start talking down on him. But he actually ran for the most meters he's ever run in a game in his career. He ran for, I think it got reevaluated to 312 meters by NRL.com. Um, and that's the first time he's ever cracked the triple century in a game. Um, so the most meters he's ever run. The last best was 288 meters against the Broncos um, back in round 24, 2018, which funnily enough, the Roosters went on to lose as well. So some seriously good numbers being put up by Tedesco, who's obviously, as you mentioned, trying to show that he is still worthy of that number one blues jumper, who I think is worthy of that number one blues jumper. Mate, the rain man for the Roosters in the one. Let's move to the Dragons and their halfback. Uh, we've spoken about for a number of weeks the amount of involvements he's having. Jeez, he, he was absolutely killing it uh, with his boot the other day, and uh, he definitely wasn't sharing it around. No, no one else was having a kick. No, absolutely. Ben Hunt took total control of that game, and that might be because Jack Bird rarely kicks, plus got injured as well. Um, I don't know if you're watching the game really closely, but the Dragons' fifth tackle option inside their, um, the Roosters' uh, Roosters 20-meter line was terrible and almost non-existent. I don't think they put a kick in once. They died with the ball in the corners, which was a really interesting tactic um, they ran for 340 metres less than the Roosters all game, but it was Ben Hunt's boot that kept the minute. He kicked for 713 metres, which in this grand scheme of records and stuff, doesn't beat Jamie Soward's 928 that he kicked back in 2009 uh, for the Dragons. But 719 metres the Dragons kicked for in total, and 713 came from the boot of Ben Hunt. So definitely kicked them. Um, into the game and kept them into the game. And that's why I have it as one of my statistical points because it really keeps sides in games how well their kicker is booting it. Mate, do you know who kicks for the other um, six metres off the dome? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Oh, mate, I don't want to know. I hope it's not a front row forward, that's for sure. I hope you're not asking me, mate. This is your job. Well, I've got no you, fucking idea. Mate, no, you no. came up with this wooden spoon stat, so I thought you had it. <laughs> I'll have to look into it. Mate, uh, speaking of great kickers, uh, Nelson Asafa Solomona, welcome to the party. What a try assist. Mate, that is unbelievable. I, I think Cam Munster's been dropped for this one. He's playing for Sunny Coast this weekend, and uh, Nelson's uh, slotting into the number six. I love when you rewatch it and you know what's going to happen. You can just tell that Nelson was never doing anything else. It, it was that or oh, nothing. Okay. I absolutely <laughs> love it. It looked like he'd never kicked a football before. It was unreal. Mate, the Storm absolutely buried the Warriors. Uh, you know, a reasonably close game for uh, a while there. Melbourne scored off some intercepts, scored off some turnovers, and then all of a sudden they just clicked into gear and the four guys in the spine, uh, they just went to work. And, good God, it was tough to watch. I, th- I think for the last 30 minutes... Um, the longest break they had between tries was five and a half minutes, which in the modern game is unbelievable. Uh, what do you got for me in this game? Um, well, I had the Storm obviously scoring the most points um, in the second half in the NRL era, beating Para's original record of 50 points, which they scored against Cronulla back in 2003. They went on to beat them 74 points to four in that game, and they also had a send-off. So the Warriors were playing with 13 players the whole time. Para were, uh, the Cronulla were playing with a man down. Um, and there was also Manly uh, last season who put 48 points on um, against the Titans in the second half. Um, for those with short memory, I know Manly fans will remember that very fondly. So um, a, a great effort from the Melbourne Storm. The other stat I had here was poor old Nathan Brown um, was the captain of the Dragons when the Storm uh, last scored 70 points, that score was 70 to 10. If I've got anything nice to say to Brownie, anything positive to say to Warriors fans, is that the Dragons, his side, um, put 50 on the Storm the next time they met in that calendar year. So Warriors fans, pencil in that next game against the Storm. Surely you get 50 or put on them. Mate, at the end of weekend, if you're a bit short on stats, do you just go to the Nathan Brown well and throw your bucket down and see what comes back up? Because there seems to be something every yeah. week. Has he pissed in your water bottle or something? <laughs> Mate, he's a modern-day Ed Courtney. I have to go to him. <laughs> and he's alive. I pay respect to that. So, yeah. Oh, he puts out every week, Brownie, and I, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. How good. Uh, mate, is there anything else you got for us? Did you, have you got time to go through this weekend's games really quickly? Yeah, absolutely. Let's have a run through. Let's rip and tear. Uh, Mate, we've got on Thursday night, we've got the Broncos and the Sharks coming to you from Suncorp. Who have you got? Really interesting contest, this one. The Sharks have a pretty woeful record at Suncorp against the Broncos, um, but I can't see how they're not going to win this one like they've done so many times this week. Really interesting matchup, though, because Katoni Staggs up against... CS if a Talakai. I'm really looking forward to that contest. Uh, who's your anytime try scorer? Katoni or or, or, B- or Big Siffer? Who you got? Oh, far out, mate. I'm going to go. Uh, I got to go Siffer. He's been playing some seriously good footy. Mate, Friday, 6 p.m. Uh, we could see another cricket score here just quietly. The Gold Coast Titans, Penrith Panthers. Granted, it is up on the Gold Coast, but. For me, I reckon that's the best surface to play rugby league on. I think the Panthers would be very excited to get up there. Uh, Panthers by how many? Oh, Panthers by probably about 20-odd, I reckon, if the Titans are at the same level that they play against the Cowboys. 
think a bit more respect. I think they're going to score a fair few points here, potentially. I know Penrith are really good defensively, but uh, Gold Coast do love scoring a few tries on their home turf. Panthers might have their eyes on the uh, on the nightclub after, just quietly. Uh, <laughs> mate, Rabbitohs and the Seagulls, really looking forward to this one. Late game Friday night. Who who gets the chockies here? This one's really interesting. Rabbits are uh, obviously the favourites heading into this one, but I don't think Manly are too far off. Cooler comes back in. I'm going to take Manly again for the upset. I tipped them last week, and boy, were my pants pulled down. Um, I'm going to take Manly again here. Jeez, without um, Olakowatu, you're brave. <laughs> I'm going to take him. I'm going to take them well here. Oh, I know they're up. missing Davey as well, who also did his AC. So new second rowers. Oh, I just can't trust that Rabideau side after last week's performance, to be honest. Yeah, right. Okay. Back here. Saturday. Super Saturday. Three games here. Warriors Raiders. Uh, another really... Uh, I, I don't know if I'm excited for this one or not, but it should be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually going to say take the Warriors for a uh, comeback here. I think... Um, Canberra haven't really shown much in any sort of facet of their game. So Warriors here at Redcliffe, they bounce back at their uh, home away from home, I guess. Mate, the Bulldogs taking on the Roosters 5.30. We heard today that Phil Gould gave the Bulldogs an absolute dressing down today, no doubt, playing the Sydney Roosters this week, one of Gussie's old clubs. Uh, Mate, can we sniff a bit of an upset here, or or do you think this one's at least going to be a little bit closer than what people are saying? All I'm saying is that they better resurrect Ed Courtney for this one because, honestly, I think the Roosters are going to put a few points on after their loss against the uh, Dragons. I reckon this one will be close. I, I, I think the Roosters are still a few weeks away from putting it all together. Saturday, 7.35, Parramatta Eels, North Queensland Cowboys. I believe this one is coming to you from Darwin. Very brave of Parramatta to take a home game against the Cowboys to Darwin. How do you see this one playing out? Mate, Cowboys have a great record against Power and Darwin, so I'm going to take the upset here. I reckon the Cowboys can um, can catch them off guard after the Eels are puffing their chests up after that 37-point victory against Newcastle. Yeah, I like that one. Newcastle Knights, Melbourne Storm, another one that could get pretty ugly. Newcastle, 2 p.m. Uh, if it's good weather, at Melbourne Storm, they, they will just be ready to rock and roll here. They're the sort of team, if you're drowning in a pool... They'll just bury you, won't they? They'll put the hose in your mouth. Uh, mate, is it a case of Melbourne Storm by how many? Uh, I think they score. I think they beat the Knights by more than the Panthers beat the Titans, to be honest. Yeah, wow. Good God. I love myself a same-game multi on a Sunday, are they? Mate, to round out the round eight games, we've got the Dragons and the West Tigers. I'm actually really looking forward to this one. Um I'm sure it's something that you, you would have noticed over the last few weeks that, you know, Ben Hunt and Jackson Hastings, they're the two guys with the most touches in the NRL that um, aren't hookers. So I'm really keen to watch these two teams go around. The Dragons coming off a big Anzac Day victory and the Tigers after resurrecting their season. Um, I'm not sure which way this one's going to go. Wynn Stadium is kind of making me lean towards the Dragons. Where do you sit? Well, that's interesting because the Tigers have won four of their five games at Wynn Stadium. They haven't lost since 2002. Um, I can't believe we're saying that this is the game of the round, to be honest. I'm looking forward to it as well. <laughs> I think the Tigers can do it. I'm going to go Tigers record here. Um, Dragons a bit uh, wounded as well. I don't think they have Jack Bird this week. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward. I know his name, but I don't think he'll play. Um, I'm going to take the Tigers here who are looking fit and healthy running into three games in a row. Mate, the other thing about this one, if you thought Hastings was up for the last two weeks, he was a Dragons junior coming through. Uh, oh. Let him go to the Chooks. So I reckon Jacko will be up for this one 
as well. So very, very excited for this one. I'm sort of leaning towards the Dragons, but I might have just convinced myself on the Tigers. It's going to be a cracking game anyway. How good is the footy when Dragons versus West Tigers? If you would have said that four weeks ago, you wouldn't have switched the telly on. You wouldn't have even fucking bothered. <laughs> this game, though, I'll definitely be there to watch it. Mate, thank you for joining us once again. As always, really appreciate it. I know you've got to run to Natty now for uh, the weekly rubdown, so I'll, I'll let you dive into that three-and-a-half-hour marathon. Mate, thanks for joining us once again. And everyone listening, go and follow Random Stats Guy, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere you can find him. Go and get stuck in some of the best pub ammo you can find in rugby league. Cheers, legend. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.